Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is Bill here. Mike's not with us today, but I have a really, really special guest, somebody that, that I am super excited for you to get to know. Uh, his name is Thomas Buckler, and he lives in the UK. And, uh, and we, That's right. Yeah. We met... Joining you live here from Bristol. <laughs> Although to Americans, UK is the UK, right? It may as well be London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and we met um, many years ago in France, uh, when when yeah. when uh, Jody and I were were living there for a few years, working with uh, Young Life and uh, Jeunesse Ardente in in, in French, uh, and right. and uh, and Thomas was just a kid then. He, now he's twenty three years old, <laughs> and uh, done with university and and uh, like mm-hmm. an official adult. And uh, well. so so I'm I'm really man. Thanks for joining us today, Thomas. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's it's um, been on the cards for a while. I'm glad we managed to get around to doing this. I know, I know. So you're uh, before we kind of get into it, you're you're right in a transition right now. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, of course. So I uh, just about a year ago, I finished my four year degree um, here in Bristol at university. I studied engineering maths, and I decided to give this year to do an internship working in a church here in Bristol, um, mostly doing kind of in a worship role and, and production and next year I'm going to start a job as an engineer which is more <laughs> in line with what I studied and um, and so yeah this past few months have been a lot of kind of trusting and waiting and um, and giving over to God all the all the plans of everything that's job that's moving that's housing that's yeah. all that stuff so it, it's a period of of waiting and transitioning basically so and you're uh, and you're surviving uh covid you know we hear in the news you know there's this new variant that's taken over the uk and everybody's dying <laughs> but uh it's not yeah yeah no we're doing fine over here everything's starting to come back to normal uh we think and we hope um yeah we're very grateful for um all the health system over here so it looks like um we're we're going to be able to go back to seemingly normal life or whatever (laughs) that looks like in a few weeks time so we're all really looking forward to that oh that's great well uh, as i was thinking about um uh, talking with you today i was thinking man if if i'm a parent and i'm and i'm listening to this podcast (laughs) uh, my ears are going to perk up because like how did this guy turn out so great uh his (laughs) his parents must have done something right so uh, so tell us a little bit about um what life was like for you growing up because because you did not it's it's you're you're growing up years it's not like a typical american kid that's growing up in a in a little you know neighborhood in in mm-hmm. rural you know usa yeah well it's it's not like a typical anything kid to be honest my my so my dad's english my mum's german and i grew up in france um so that in itself is quite a, a quite a mission <laughs> i'm a mix of all three cultures and um it it meant that so my parents were missionaries we moved to france when i was two and um because of that we moved houses and we moved schools quite a lot and um I was just thinking earlier, I, I haven't been in the same place for as long as I have now. So I've been in the same place for about five years since primary school. Wow. Um, and that's moving schools, that's moving moving towns. And um, I've I've managed to make loads of friends and um, and I had quite a quite a fast paced 
childhood i think yeah uh, my family i'm i'm one of five i'm the oldest of five kids in my family so we got quite close as a family um but i think what what really stood out to me what what built consistency anyway is um the things that that we did during the summer so um like a lot of people are listening i'm sure we went to stuff like summer camps and 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 summer kind of christian conferences in the uk every time we were able to go back was it like a huge encouragement mm-hmm. um particularly kind of coming out of France where it, it felt more like a mission field and it felt less like home, particularly because of the moving and stuff like that, being able to come back to the UK and um, and go to, you, you won't have heard of, of stuff like New Wine, but it's kind of basically huge conferences where thousands of people come together and, and worship. I've and, heard of it. And listen to the word. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> and it's always been the highlight of my years. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff's been awesome. And actually for years... Um, going to that kind of stuff during the summer really boosted my faith yeah. and then during the year it's very easy for it to kind of trickle down I'm sure people are familiar with that feeling and um about seven years ago now I went went back to the UK to go to boarding school for the final two years of education before uni whilst my family was still in France yeah and I think those years of actually leaving the family and um and starting to build my own kind of person really in a new place yeah. were really formational for my faith uh, to step out of my faith being kind of underneath my parents and actually try and discover what it looked like for me being put in a position of responsibility as well was really instrumental because I had to actually make my mind up about what I believe and and um wait I mean it's it's what it's like to start making disciples as well like what we're talking yeah, about and yeah um as part of what you do actually when you when you start discipling other people it really boosts your faith because it means you have to find your answers to questions and yeah and so that kind of process of of moving to next things and then going to uni and then um taking step by step what what happened in my life really um created an accelerated growth i think well that's amazing because those years that you're just describing these past seven years that's the time when when so many people lose their faith and and mm-hmm. and, and i imagine you've seen uh that happen as well with people that you knew yeah, of course. Um, I think the subtle difference is that France is quite a, quite a secular culture. So there weren't and, um, many people to lose their faith. So there were <laughs> not. That, well, so that a lot of my friends um, weren't, or I wasn't aware that they were Christians. Yeah. And so I actually grew up in a culture where that wasn't normal. And yeah. so that's why it was so refreshing coming back to England during the summers, and then eventually when I did full time because um, I was surrounded by the people who. Who also knew Jesus and um, who could encourage me and who I could encourage. Yeah, in my face. yeah. And the cool thing uh, about about you and me too, uh, which people don't know, but <laughs> the way we met, uh, uh, yeah. it was well. it was Jody's <laughs> and my first experience with uh, with uh, Jeunesse Ardente, and we were at at their uh, their camp property um, called Pradli, mm-hmm. uh, up, yep. up in the uh, the French Alps, and. Um, uh, and Jody and I were brand new, and we didn't we didn't speak any French. And we're and we're at a French uh, uh, summer camp, uh, and and um, and thank goodness you were there, Thomas, because you you ended up being our our, our little interpreter. <laughs> okay, what they're saying now is, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Gosh, I must have been like fourteen. Yeah, like probably. Yeah, but the cool thing, uh, you know, uh, uh, anybody that listens to me talk very much uh, uh, hears me. Uh, talk about divine appointments and and and, and you and I've talked mm-hmm. about this before and 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 yeah. I've always felt like our relationship was one of those divine appointments because we we became friends that yeah, week and, and and it's never ended 
Well, exactly, and and actually, it's been, it's been, it's it's funny how sometimes it takes um, years of meeting every day to develop and get to know people. But actually, when you're thrown in the same context with people where you have one thing in common, but that no one else does, <laughs> you glue together. It feels like that really happens. And obviously, over the the following years, where both of us ended up moving around every time we've managed to reconnect, it's been been precious. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so so you grew up. Um, going to church and your, your dad's a pastor and a missionary and all that kind of stuff. Um, so how did you end up actually falling in love with Jesus and follow following Jesus and that kind of thing, uh, for Mm -hmm. yourself and not, because, you know, you hear a lot about, uh, preachers, kids that, that end up, you know, going the other way because they, they, they felt it so imposed on them or for whatever reason. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think for me it was it was actually it was a process. I don't I don't remember like a particular one time day where you said, "Okay, Jesus. I'm going to give my life." Well, to exactly. Yeah. I feel like I grew up knowing Jesus, right? And that's huge credit to my parents. It's a, a huge credit to um, the the stuff I was exposed to in the camps, and actually the the way that you're introduced to it as a as kind of getting to know Jesus yeah. for yourself and asking questions rather than being told the answers. Um, I think there had to be a point, as I kind of said earlier, when I went to boarding school eventually, that um, that, that had to shift. And there there was a kind of the umbilical cord that was cut off and actually yeah. my faith wasn't connected to my parents anymore. Um, and I, I, I really think it's it's the person of Jesus more than the church which has fueled that fire because it's the relationship which you're talking about, right? Yeah. And, um, and the... And, and, Jesus is so captivating the more time you spend with him the more you want to get to know him and um and and church is obviously it's all about worshiping him and it's all about community and it's all built around Jesus but actually um and and you know this as well because we've talked about it the, the relationship that you have with Jesus is so unique and it's you can't be taught how you know Jesus because yeah it's like knowing a friend I won't know you in the same way that you know other friends and actually if 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 I met with your friends and all I know of you was people telling me about you, we wouldn't have much of a relationship, and I'd have much less ex- incentive to to keep talking and to keep calling. And right, um, yeah, it's it's it. I'm very grateful for my parents and my upbringing, and and even having moved to the UK, I still I call my dad regularly with theology questions and and things I don't know the answer. That's to. so cool. Um, which is which is awesome. I'm, I'm so aware of the privilege that is. I know it's not so common. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got another question for you. Uh, one of the things that that I learned very early about you <laughs> at that first <laughs> camp was, man, that kid never loses it. At, you know, like at, at camp, there's always there's always <laughs> like different competitions and activities and and like. Thomas always comes in first place. Anyway, there's a ping pong tournament. He wins the ping pong tournament. You know, it's, it's, it's foostball. He wins the foostball. So, and I know that's been a part of your life that God's really gifted yeah. you, and you're good at a lot of things, and you're athletic, and all those kind of stuff, all those things. Um, that that's a blessing, but also maybe a, a curse sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Well, first of all, that's huge, generous. That's- I don't do not win at everything. Um, <laughs> okay, name one thing you didn't win. I'm just I'm just joking. <laughs> um, yeah, so I obviously it's a huge blessing. I think the first step in it is recognizing that it that things we're good at are gifts. 
yeah. right? And actually, um, it's so easy to fall into false humility and to to be like, no, I'm not, I'm not good at that, and, <laughs> and that just encourages people to say it again. Oh right? yes, you are, Thomas. Um, Seriously, you're no, really good. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. Well, exactly. I think. I think the key is seeing them as gifts, right? Yeah. My brother gave me a T-shirt that I really loved for Christmas and someone complimented that. I'd be really excited to say, well, yeah, like my brother gave it to me. I love it as well, right? Yeah. So if someone tells me I'm really good at playing the drums, then I can recognize that and be like, oh, thanks. Like it's, I love that gift. It's awesome. Yeah. Because I can worship God through it, right? And so it's obviously it's so sometimes perfect. it's not as straightforward as just saying it like that. Yeah. But the mindset, I think, of recognizing it is something that, not that I've earned, but that God's given me. Yeah. Right. And even if it's come through practice, the the ability and the heart to enjoy something is something that's a gift from God. Yeah. Um, the other side of it is is obviously more of a challenge. Um, I've I've had to I've wrestled with that quite a bit over the past few years, both in in what I do, but also in my character. Um, having been good at stuff yeah. means that it makes me quite a determined or stubborn person depending on how you it's choose competitive to well exactly and um i think having to not be right or not win. finish an argument yeah. on top not win not um yeah not have the final word and actually like choosing particularly when it's within the context of relationships when you're you're, you're talking with people choosing to love people before choosing to be right and choosing to wow. like choosing i mean it like in in silly ways with my siblings let choosing to let people win <laughs> right like it it often creates a much more peaceful and joyful outcome than just coming yeah first at mario kart right <laughs> yeah, that's right um but in yes i think in 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 outcomes and in in what we strive for i think that's a little bit different a lot of this year has been and we've all had this right we're, during covid we've all been forced to adapt we've all been forced to learn new things and the amazing thing when we learn new things is that we get much better very fast yeah and um and that's great when we start to do things right and so i've been part of a team which have um been kind of broadcasting services and trying new things recording songs that kind of stuff and um the amazing thing with that is that every week you discover something new. Hmm. Uh, the curse when you've got perfectionist tendencies is to look back on what you've done the week before. And so I think for me, there's been a transition to uh, from perfectionism to um, excellence, which I think is really subtle, but actually perfectionism says that if it's not perfect, it's it's nothing, it's not good yeah. enough. And actually excellence is, 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 is putting everything we've got into something as a gift for God and and that being enough right yeah and, doing your best um well exactly and and ultimately like when we give something to god it it's interesting because it will it will always fall short right like everything that we we do is is not enough to give god the glory he deserves yeah but um he values it because we give it to him with a pure heart it's like it's like a kid trying to repay their parents for the money or the time or the sleepless nights or the energy and uh, all the planning and everything that that they've given into their child with a drawing yeah right? like it, it it just it can't make up for it but the kids put in resources that it can't control right it's put in time they've put in um they put in energy attention and that drawing then goes up on the fridge absolutely so valuable yeah as a parent right? yeah that I mean you, you take that 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 picture in fact our kids are you know 29 30 years old now and and we still have some of those drawings you know but yeah yeah but they're not perfect right no. and if they were to do the same drawing now they'd probably do better 
but like I've, I've had to, I've had to, yeah, <laughs> I've had to learn. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, on the fridge from Samuel twenty nine. <laughs> um, no, I think it's 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 been a journey of actually realizing that it's it's not about what you reach for, but that actually sometimes giving God something excellent is also really important, and finding the balance between those two has been a journey and a challenge, and one that which I'm sure I'm still growing on and. Yeah, or, you know, and and, and, and you're a worship leader. I mean, and really, isn't that that drawing that you're talking about, but of the little child, isn't isn't that in a lot of ways really what worship is too? Oh, completely. I think, I think, firstly, worship is it's all about God, right? We try and approach worship by forgetting about ourselves, and yes, like God in His grace, He comes and meets us, and 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 we get into community with Him through our worship. But in the same way as the child will do a drawing that if the the parent just kind of receives the drawing he's like oh i love it it's amazing then gives it back to the child the child won't be satisfied unless the parent keeps it right and so i think like our our worship is pure we we just when we just give to god without without holding back yeah and um from my experience when we give to god without holding back he doesn't hold back from us and so actually like worship becomes encounter but only because we approach without expecting anything in return but then he still never disappoints. It's really awesome. It's like a, a kind of a, a, a circular thing. Yeah. Never well, talk a little bit more about um, how how worship uh, has evolved in your life because that's become a, a huge part of of um, well, certainly over this last year. I mean, it's it's a huge part of your daily life. I mean, that's what you mm-hmm. that's what you do, uh, and 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 you've written many songs, and 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 some of your songs are are. Uh, now recorded and, and are being sung in in, yeah. in churches around the UK, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll tell people how to how to access your your music, uh, you know, <laughs> at the end here too. But um, but that's become a really big thing. Just tell how that's evolved a little bit for you. Yeah, well, I think my 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 heart for worship has really grown um, again when I when I left home to go to boarding school. It's um, it's something which first um it i don't god didn't i think although that's probably part of his plan all along call me to (laughs) be a worship leader until about two or three years ago and it's not something that i expected but i i grew up playing the drums from a really young age and i've played drums at church my whole life which um which is a huge privilege because um parts of my life like sports for example where um where value was attached to performance um, that just has never been the case in drumming because kind of 80, 90% of the context which I've played drums in have been at church. Yeah. And, um, and that culture just hasn't been there. And it's a huge privilege because it's create that created that connection between something that I give and worship. And um, and throughout the years when I, when I was at, kind of growing up at school and then at uni, um, that I think it's just been a gift that God's given me that, that he's given me a desire to worship him and um and i think since then i've grown in understanding and it's evolved and it's changed and it's become um a weapon and a comfort Mm. as well as something i enjoy um it's it's very and i think like we we obviously we we attach music and worship quite a lot in the in the modern world and and quite rightly there's an, often a, a distinction made that, that worship is something which um, eventually should permeate up our whole lives we can worship by giving we can worship by community we can worship by loads right. of things um, 
but the place where on Sunday we come together and worship together has been really, really precious and actually serves to me or has done as a standard that I actually want to live the rest of my life by. Um, And there have been moments which have been really hard and uh, often those have been the ones which have kind of drawn the most gold and the, the biggest lessons. I had a season last summer where I felt really anxious for about three weeks and um and actually throughout that that season i had to make the decision to worship huh. almost every because day you didn't feel like I, it i did not feel like it no i felt i felt anxious and and whether you kind of attribute that to spiritual attack or whether it's just circumstances i was in um well it was 2020 is, well no just before actually no it was it was 2020 you were right in the middle of a, uh, the world i was pandemic. right in the middle. yeah yeah well yes but i think i think there were there were other things involved i was feeling really anxious really stressed and and every day kind of having to return to my keyboard or or whatever instrument and and worship yeah um was hard and but i think i discovered in that moment there's power in declaring things that are in contradiction with your circumstances and um and even though like i was going through things that were difficult and i might not have been able to see reasons why i wanted to worship does like god was still worthy of that and even though I might not have felt better at the end of it, glory was still given to God, which means that in that moment, victory is won. And so it's 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 been a journey. And I think every year and um, hopefully for years to come, I've discovered a different side of it, which is um, which has shaped my life. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, you know, um, this is a discipleship podcast uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, a big part of being a disciple is is. Um, being a part of the body of Christ and 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 worshiping yeah. and and all those kinds of things, how have you how how like your church in particular and then just more just in general, uh, how have you seen um, the church uh, pivoting th- this last year year and a half and 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 what's been the response um, uh, both within the church uh, and and the church leadership and also with uh, the congregation and 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 people coming back to church because it's here for at least for us and the the people that I'm around uh, it's been really difficult and and a lot of people have not gone back to church here in the states and and a lot of people are just not going anymore. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, completely. I think it's quite similar here where we're currently in in the period of of reopening and um i guess we'll see in the next few weeks whether that what that looks like yeah um for me or the way that i've seen it i think it's it's caused us to reevaluate, or at least in my own mind what the church is for um and i think there's so many answers to that and churches as well <laughs> yeah. will change depending on the church that's that, another that podcast <laughs> that's a complete other podcast go check out podcasts for that because that's a whole different question <laughs> But um, but I think like the things that we've missed, right? It's, it's been community. Yeah. Right. Like church oh is gosh, about yeah. gathering the body of commu- of believers, and you look at Acts, and that's what it is. Like they met together and they shared bread and um and laid hands on each other, which yeah. now is Acts two legal in some places, whatever. Forty two like, through yeah, forty seven. It's, it's a whole other thing, <laughs> and um, but then as well, it's for me, it's been corporate worship, and um, actually, what I've found really hard is is worshiping on my own in my room. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a different thing not being led in worship with other people. I think it's it stirs up your faith. Yeah, um, I found it really think- hard. You know, um, during uh, this past year, I mean, we we would we would watch 
you know, the church service, uh, sitting in our living room on TV and, and <laughs> you know, the worship leader, they're doing their best. And I, and I know this, this was you as I watched, I watched some uh-huh. of yours too, you know, and the worship leader would invite everybody to, to, you know, let's worship the Lord now. And, <laughs> and, and I'm sitting in my living room kind of looking around going, I don't know, I'm just really struggling to get into this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think what's really interesting with that is that, um, I've I've been looking a lot at Old Testament forms of worship rec- yeah. recently, um, and I find the the image of sacrifices quite potent. And it, it obviously it might seem outdated, but um, but when people came and gave sacrifices to God, they'd give a a bull or, or an animal like the best, yeah. right? And when you think about it, that, probably would have fed them for what weeks. Yeah, it cost a lot yeah. to give God something. Yeah. And so it's made me think about what what does it cost us? What is our sacrifice of worship? And actually that might mean the inconvenience of getting up and going to church. It might mean giving up half of your Sunday in order to worship God. It might mean like choosing to stay focused on when church is on our laptop instead of being on Facebook at the same time. Like I think the fact that church has been at home has meant that it's been so much easier to give God less. Yeah, boy, right? that is the truth. That 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 is really well hard. said. It's hard. So much easier to, to so give God more... less. Well, yeah, exactly. It's 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 we're so much more exposed to the distractions of the room that we're in because yeah. no one sees us. Yeah. We're so much more exposed to like the distractions in front of us because like they're two clicks away from going from church service to anything whatever streaming platform yeah, that, yeah exactly you can you can access anything in about two seconds yeah um and so it's 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 been hard yeah and i've i've missed the community and but actually also the discipline of of going to church yeah yeah wow um so so thinking about discipleship uh talk about how you have been impacted by uh the idea of the great commission and, and, you know, mm-hmm. go make disciples. And, and, and yeah. so you're a disciple of Jesus. And so somebody has yes, invested <laughs> in you and, and, and uh, maybe several people have invested in you and, and mm-hmm. mentored you along the way. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I feel hugely lucky. I think um, a lot of people invested in me probably more than I know. Yeah. Uh, my parents obviously have, they've given a lot of their lives to, raised my siblings and I and um to do that with Jesus at the center um meeting people like you uh has also been a huge encouragement because it it well yeah you meet up regularly to re- to encourage each other to uplift each other mm-hmm. to point each other towards Jesus and that's a huge blessing um when I arrived here in Bristol in probably about my second week uh at church I um I started connecting with people because the the church that I ended up joining, I had a lot in common with them. And about a year or two in, what the worship pastor here asked whether I'd be up for meeting with him every every week or every other week wow. to basically like do life together. And I, I'm I I felt extremely lucky to be in that position where I was approached by someone who wanted to invest with me, and both both the confidence that they had in me, but also the the time and the effort and uh, and the thoughts and the planning that he put into spending time with me has been hugely valuable and i think what i what i have taken the most out of this um has been how he does things 
so he, Chris is his name. He's uh, this amazing man of God, um, one of the leaders at our church. And, um, and he, to me, is one of the best people I know that embodies being a non-anxious presence, huh. for example. Right. That's one, one example of, of many things. And, um, and I think spending more time with him makes me more like that. And actually, it's been following his example, which is which I think has changed me and shaped me it, very much in a similar way to um, to how much time we spend with God. Right. The, the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we will become like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think it's it's the decision of other people to invest in me, which means that actually it's exposed me to um, to characteristics and, and to people who I want to be more like. Yeah. And well, you it's know, their Paul, decision to be in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Paul talks about that a lot. I mean, in in, mm-hmm. in the letters, he, he says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." Or, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. and he, uh, I, w- I was just reading in, I, I want to say, is in First Corinthians, uh, and he said something to the effect of, uh, "I'm sending you Timothy, my disciple, uh, because I can't be there, but when Timothy comes." I mean, essentially, he said, "You're gonna when when he comes, you're gonna see me in him. Like he he's gonna rem, yeah. he's gonna remind you of me, mm-hmm. because because Timothy has followed Paul's example as his mentor or yeah. his discipler, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So you see that. Um, so how are you living that out now? The, the, so there's there's the the, the question for you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because because uh, well, one of the really interesting things, uh, uh, Mike and I, uh, we we talk about this a lot. But we've we've asked a lot of people, like, do you believe that Matthew twenty eight nineteen, the Great Commission, is is an important part of every follower of Jesus? You know, calling to make disciples, mm-hmm. and pretty much a hundred percent of people say, oh yeah, of course, you know, the Great Commission, <laughs> make disciples. And then the next question is, well, so so tell me about how you are. So what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, living out this idea of <laughs> of of investing in other people and reaching out and and, mm-hmm. and and making a difference in the world and making disciples, and um, and then it's usually crickets, you know. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So 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 tell us a little bit, you know, uh, how that that uh, aspect is is you know lived out like for you in, in your context. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's. It's been really interesting for me over the last, so kind of this year apart, um, doing the last kind of four of the last five years at uni um, in a context which is very not um, kind of Christian, I guess. Right. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's much less Christians than there are Christians at yeah. the uni that I went to it yeah. anyway. Um, one verse I've really hung, hung on to is, um, and I'm completely going to be misquoting this. I can't remember how it goes. Basically, Jesus telling his disciples that they'll be recognized by their love. Yeah. And the way that they love each other and the way that we love others. Right. And and actually, like we we're called to love God and love others. And um, and actually, like my friends know what I believe. And we've had conversations about that and yeah. actually not shying away from um, from what we believe, because we think it's the truth is really important. Yeah. Um, but also letting our lives speak, I think, is also great. Yeah. Um, and you have to have them both in, both holding them quite well, because I think people respond much better to, um, to people they trust in their own relationship yeah. with. Yeah. Right. And so someone who will, will be quite shy, but trying to follow rules, but then not speak about what they believe 
won't achieve as much as it can but then in the same way someone who in the street might come up to someone and and say things without a relationship with them um might also not be as effective as it can be and i think that's what it looks like or it has been for me anyway to make disciples is to invest in relationships whilst being authentic to jesus and to who i believe he is And and i know i've heard you talk before about um uh investing in some of the people on your on your worship team some of the younger yeah. ones that are yeah, yeah. that are coming up and in and and being an example to people and that kind of thing uh-huh yeah well i think that's also really exciting like this last year has been um i've been involved in the church and i've been very much um one of the kind of young ones on the team um, <laughs> but it's definitely been the case over the past few years that um like i've i've met up with other christians who are younger than me who um and to be honest, because I'm I, like I, I do feel very young. I th- and there'll be maybe what like two or three years down the line, kind of behind where I am yeah. in terms of age and stage of life. And so, um, it's been really exciting because to to challenge them and to um to invest in them and grow with them has also obviously taught me a lot because well we're not the same and so I can always learn from those experiences and to just spend time worshipping with others and leading worship with others and getting to the point where you can step back and let other people go forward and I guess um the ambition when you come to a place is to um to grow others so that they can outlive you Hmm. right like it's um I, I I guess if you start as the only worship leader in a church you want to get to a place where there's so many that you can step back yeah. and then start again. Yeah. And so it it's it's been a lesson in humility that success looks like me stepping backwards. <laughs> um, but that's also been the case. And it's it's I think it's really interesting and really important to hold those two together to invest in Christians and to invest in people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Because that's yeah. what Jesus did as well. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so as we kind of wrap up here, is there is there anything that I didn't ask you uh, or anything that you were kind of thinking, man, I hope I get to talk about this or anything that we're missing. Well, honestly, I just, uh, I want to talk more about you. I feel like you're such an interesting and amazing person that I'm sure people (laughs) in the podcast will hear a lot about that anyway. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, our, our uh, relationship has been really, uh, special and it's been, it's super cool to, Mm -hmm. um, uh, to continue, uh, our friendship and 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 our what we do and and that mm-hmm. and and I think that's been one of the really really great um, benefits I guess or, or or silver linings or whatever of of uh, COVID is we all discovered yeah. Zoom and 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 we, <laughs> and we and we started taking advantage of the technology that was there and and so it's opened up all kinds of doors like like uh, you and I being able to have uh, this this. Uh, kind of a discipleship relationship, you know, and 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 yeah. to be uh, yeah, yeah. to be together regularly, even though we're halfway around the world from each other. So, well, yeah, of course. Thank you so much, uh, Thomas, for sharing your oh, life. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, just really, really appreciate it. And and um, yeah, tell us how uh, uh, if if people want to get a hold of you uh, to to hear more about um, your worship and your music and and your church and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm 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 currently part of a couple churches. I'm um, I'm part of Christ Church Clifton in Bristol, and um, and we're gonna be so. There's a lot of our content on YouTube already, but we're releasing an album to to Spotify under Christ Church Collective in the next couple months. 
Um, and then I've also written a few songs with uh, Simp Barnabas Kensington. It'll probably be called STBK Worship. Um, St. Barnabas Kensington's a, an awesome church in the middle of London and um, and they've been on, a, on an amazing journey of, of writing songs and and we're currently in the recording and producing pro, uh, process to put that put that out there oh um, that's awesome yeah it's been really exciting yeah yeah well I'd encourage you guys to to check that out Thomas's uh, music is just really great and and um, and I think I think you'll be encouraged by it well thanks again thomas and 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 thank you everybody for uh continuing to uh, support legacy and to support this podcast i encourage you to check out our our website ourtruelegacy.com and there's all kinds of resources there for you and and and, uh, we sure appreciate you uh getting the word out about our podcast share it like it and um and we're just excited to see where god's going to take us so Let's uh, let's keep being disciple makers and, and let's go out and change the world. What do you think? Sounds awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Amen.